You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Just gone 8.08 Central African time. Let's welcome a pious and sagacious ummah to the program after dinner. It's hosted by by myself, Shafat Ahmed Khan, and engineered by Lukolo. And all looking good this end. And let me welcome a pious and sagacious ummah with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Before we get to Abu Bakr, see that on Muslim News. This is what you can look forward to on the show. Uh, from 8.30 to 9, we'll be driving uh, with Anwar Qasim. And uh, then uh, we will uh, be talking to Morana Salim Karim on the family room and the topic, the virtues of speaking the truth. And then at the end of our Travel Express with Ibrahim Vadachia. But there he is, our very own uh, Professori. Abu Bakr, see that on his segment, uh, Muslim News. Abu Bakr, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how you're doing. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Gee, with the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are doing well. And we pray that you and the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba are also within the same loop. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Jazallah, Anna Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, bimawalu. Ji Shafatama, uh, we have a wonderful evening here in uh, Springs, and uh, Allah Ta'ala make it easy for everyone throughout the world, everyone experiencing extreme weather, one either very cold or very hot, uh, floods and everything else also. Allah safeguard us and give us uh, beneficial rains everywhere. Ji Shafatama, tonight I want to talk about Palestine. You know, it's only 17 days into 2023. And the killing fields in the Zionist state of Israel are keeping track with the number of Palestinian young men being killed with no justice in sight. During the last year, that is in 2022, 150 Palestinians were killed by the occupied territories. The year was the most violent since 2004. Now with the ultra-nationalists and the ultra-orthodox coming to power under Netanyahu, the agenda for further oppression of the Palestinians and the resumption of the extension of settlements in the West Bank and East Jerusalem and further land grabs, the year boats a disastrous challenge, not only for the Palestinians, but for the international community, if it has a conscience that what is going to take place in Palestine is uh, the abuse of human rights uh, by a state uh, that declares itself uh, as a democracy in the region. Already the Zionists have removed the UN monitoring group from the city of Hebron, thus affording the occupation forces the freedom to act with impunity without any deference to the rule of law. The group uh, named the Temporary International Presence in Hebron, TIPH, was established by the Palestinian Authority under UN mandate and uh, the Israeli government in 1994 in the aftermath of the killing of 29 Palestinians in the Al-Khalil Mosque, that is the Ibrahimi Mosque massacre. The Scandinavian countries, that is Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, and uh, Turkey were the countries who were providing monitors to the organization. Shafatim had a very interesting article I came across uh, in uh, an uh, Al Jazeera opinion by uh, uh, the author, I'm just getting a name, Yara Hawari. She's a uh, Palestinian policy fellow at Al Shabaka. 
that is the Palestinian Policy Network. And she writes, uh, Shafat, that over the weekend, tens of thousands of Israelis took to the streets of Tel Aviv and other cities to protest what they see was an erosion of the country's democracy. The demonstrations were sparked by legislation announced by Prime Minister Netanyahu's government that if passed by the, by the Knesset, would overhaul the Israeli judicial system. The move is seen by many as an attempt by the Prime Minister, who is being prosecuted on corruption charges, to rein in the judiciary and dodge prison time. Some of the slogans on display at the protest proclaimed the end of democracy under a criminal government. For sure, Netanyahu's coalition of far-right and conservative religious parties are no proponents of pluralism or civil rights and liberties. They include Khan Wildin, Kahanas Itamar Ben-Gwir, who is the new internal security minister and the self-described proud homophobe Smotrich, who has taken on the finance portfolio. Netanyahu himself is also no advocate of the rule of law. Having done everything and anything to cling to power and avoid being held accountable for corrupt practices, but to single, to single him out as a crime minister and his government as the one destroying Israel democracy is quite a stretch. There has been no Israeli prime minister, and I think I must repeat this, there has been no Israeli prime minister that, has been, that hasn't been a criminal with hands stained with the blood of the Palestinians, and there has been no Israeli government that has actually upheld democracy. The Israeli democratic state is and always has been a myth, an illusion built to sustain the oppression of the Palestinian people and continue their dispossession. One just has to look who turned up at the pro-democracy protest. There was former Prime Minister and Defence Minister Benny Gantz, who has been accused of war crimes during the 2014 war on Gaza. He told the crowd that they should fight in all legal ways to prevent a coup. Then there was the former Foreign Minister Zippy Livni, also accused of war crimes in Gaza, but this time in 2009. She declared, together we will protect the state because it is for all of us. But for all of us, it is not. That was made clear when the crowd turned hostile on the small number of anti-Zionists who showed up at the protests with Palestinian flags. Those were quickly pulled down by fellow pro-democracy protesters. It is also worth taking a look at the institution that Netanyahu is accused of assaulting. That is the Israel's... Israel's Supreme Court, which supervises the Israeli regime's commitments to its constitutional framework, also known as the Basic Clause. Protesters say it is an important entity that, if gutted, would diminish the checks and balances within the Israeli state. But the long record of the Supreme Court, now this is what uh, Netanyahu wants to change, bring about change. But what has it meant for the Palestinian people? The record of the Supreme Court ruling against the Palestinians' rights, calling to question whether it has ever maintained checks and balances on absolute Israeli military power, or rather whether it has provided a legal veneer for the Israeli regime's 
throughout its occupation, crimes against the Palestinian people. In 2018, ruling on open fire regulations used by the Israeli army during the long march of return in Gaza, the court concluded that the army stuck to the principles of necessity and proportionality, which is blatantly not the case. During the two years the march was held, 214 unarmed Palestinians were killed and tens of thousands injured, many becoming disabled as a result due to indiscriminate shooting by the Israeli army. We know that in that uh, long uh, march of return, Shabbat Ahmed, they used to target the eyes of the protesters, they used to break their arms and their legs, Shabbat Ahmed, and this among the youth also, and that's why we find that in the Gaza Strip and in the West Bank, Many people are disabled because their arms are broken, their legs are broken, and they, some of them are blind also. In July, the same court ruled that an illegal Jewish settlement built on privately owned land, Palestinian land, in the West Bank was legal, paving the way for more confiscations of occupied Palestinian land, which amounts to a war crime. The same month, it also approved stripping Palestinian citizens of Israel of their citizenship if they are deemed disloyal. These are just a few examples among many that demonstrate how Israeli Supreme Court has continuously sanctioned violence against the Palestinian rights since its establishment. And of course, the fact is completely ignored by the protesters who see it as an institution that guarantees their rights and not the rights of the Palestinians. This is the situation. Uh, Abu, I, I, I'd like to comment on that. You know, the uh, uh, breaking of the hands and shooting of the eyes and so forth. And, you know, the Western world actually acquiesced in silence when all that was taking place. And, you know, breaking of the hands and legs. And even uh, shooting the paramedics uh, that were there, you know, with white flags telling them, you know, that we are picking up uh, injured bodies and so forth. They even targeted mm-hmm. them. You remember that? And, you know, Absolutely nothing came off it. And here you have them building lands, and I mean, a building on Palestinian uh, lands, uh, these uh, uh, settlers, or sorry, what you, you can't even call them settlers, uh, these invaders. And then, uh, you know, they get away with impunity. It's uh, such a, you know, such a world of uh, where the real dregs are in position of power. These are, you know, they, they, they can't be. Uh, refined people. They are, these are the dregs of society uh, that have come into a position of power, Abu. Please, Shafat Ahmad, and uh, you know, the, the tragedy is that the Western world, they talk so much about human rights and, you know, the attack, uh, especially against the Afghan uh, Taliban regarding the rights of uh, women and uh, that, Shafat Ahmad. When you look at it, uh, what is taking place at the moment in uh, Palestine, Shafat Ahmad, it's just a tragedy of immense proportions, Fatima. And uh, they have, uh, you know, the, the sham democracy that they talk about, that we are the only democratic state in, and uh, uh, the moral army that is uh, in uh, the Middle East region, Fatima. It's a big myth, Fatima. And uh, this uh, must be exposed, I think, at every a moment where the Muslims and uh, those who have a conscience of uh, 
subscribing to human rights uh, in the manner of what uh, the United Nations Charter on Human Rights uh, decreed, because of what is taking place uh, in, in full view. In fact, they're not hiding it also nowadays, Shafatamad. They're just raiding homes at night and killing people, arresting people. And uh, in these 17 days, Shafatamad, they have killed uh, in fact, uh, I was thinking that uh, one a day, but it's now going practically like two a day. And these are all youths between the age of 14 and 28 of Adamant. And uh, the tragedy is in the process they are destroying and uh, bringing down uh, homes of people, putting them out. And we know now it's winter in uh, Palestine, putting them out into the open and uh, they have to and with flimsy excuses that this is military land, this is uh, 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 this home has been built without uh, any legal permit, and uh, these are the excuses that they use, Shafatamat, and Allah Ta'ala make it easy for the Palestinian people. But I think we should not forget to emphasize at every turn that what is taking place in Palestine is a tragedy not only for the Muslims, but it's for humanity, and it's an indictment on humanity that they are not taking it up. You know, Abu, when you look at the uh, draconian state of Israel, and then you look at the neighbors uh, that Israel has, and, uh, you know, I, I keep on emphasizing the point that I remember Ahmadidat told me this. He said if every Muslim on this earth, you know, only spat on Israel, it will sink. That's what he told me. He said, but look at us, how impotent we are. We do nothing about uh, Palestine. But then you're looking at... Uh, you know, are we calling Israel a draconian state? Uh, you know, uh, there was no refinement, nothing. Or they don't even have respect for the law. And they, uh, they are actually a law unto themselves. But how would you describe those neighboring Arab states? I mean, if you look at uh, Saudia and you look at uh, many other uh, so, uh, so-called Arab countries uh, that are, you know, gone into a similar mode as Israel. Uh, what's your thoughts, Abu? They are complicit in the crimes that are being committed uh, by the Zionist stage parliament. What has happened is uh, with this Abrahamic Accords, uh, I think one of the conditions is they shall mm. not be in the internal affairs of the Israeli state, nor would Israel and, uh, make any comment about their complicity in uh, abusing human rights parliament. And uh, especially Saudi Arabia, you know, I tell you, it's so heartbreaking. In fact, uh, last week uh, they executed uh, two people uh, in public, and one of the persons whom they executed, Shafatamad, what they did is they crucified him just to send a message to those who are uh, uh, who dare to dissent against the MBS. And uh, this is the level to which uh, the power-hungry. The Saudi regime has gone to Shafatamad. Imagine uh, bringing about uh, this type of uh, death. Okay, they ex- executed him. After you die, you know, there is no second death. Uh, but to abuse uh, a human body by crucifying it, Shafatamad, is just uh, going to the gutters, Chi uh, Shafatamad. Mm. You know, I mean... The, 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 even the Khashoggi uh, thing, I mean, it was such a heinous crime. And, uh, I mean, it had uh, MBS's uh, stamp all over that. 
and uh, nothing being done. I mean, there was, uh, you know, Erdogan, he was he was quite vociferous. He wanted justice done. And suddenly he even let it go, Abu. Yeah, in fact, he, I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, the Saudi Arabia, because of the resources that it has, uh, oil resources and uh, the money that is uh, at its disposal, can, uh, in fact, it thinks that it can buy out anyone Anytime, in fact, it has helped uh, uh, Turkey, it has helped Pakistan, it has uh, bailed out uh, many countries uh, who just had to agree to what it says, especially countries like Morocco, Bahrain, Sudan, and uh, the UAE is also complicit in, in, the, in the same uh, crime, Shafat Ahmad. And in fact, Saudi Arabia now recently, Shafat, I think I spoke to you about it also, they have been investing trillions of dollars in uh, sports entertainment and uh, as we said that they bought uh, Newcastle United, they bought uh, brought in Ronaldo, now they're trying to bring in uh, Messi and then they've got this Love Golf uh, tournaments going around they have been implicated in uh, trying to take control of the ATP, the Association of Tennis Professionals or creating a counter organization uh, to that one, Shafat Ahmad. And uh, we know they have already got the Grand Prix that is uh, being staged there. And now they have bought also the WWE World Wrestling Enterprises, Shafat Ahmad. And after Elon Musk, Shafat Ahmad, uh, Abdul, what's his name, Talal, uh, one of the princes, He's the second uh, biggest uh, investor in uh, Facebook and uh, Meta, you know, the Instagram and uh, WhatsApp and all that. And uh, so the government has got now complete control of uh, the messages uh, and uh, the social media, and, uh, which uh, they can uh, control how they want to, Shepard uh, and this is uh, the power that uh, they could take forward into the future. And it wouldn't be very long before Saudi recognizes uh, the Abrahamic gods with the Zionists. Yeah, absolutely. Abu, you know, you, you, you talk about them controlling, you know, uh, 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 all the, the platforms. But, you know, they, they can't do it on their own. They need someone to help them out. And, you know, even uh, militarily, the Pakistan is doing things for them. And uh, quietly, but they, uh, most of the security system there is run by the Zionists for them. Uh, I mean, the Zionists are uh, literally given a license to do whatever they like to. And I wonder, you know, our, our holy lands are becoming you know, infested by these unholy people. Uh, Abu, your thoughts? Yes, Shafatama. In fact, they have taken on... Uh especially in the UAE, they have take, uh, now decided that uh, the Holocaust uh, will be taught to the primary school children in their schools, Shafat Ahmad. And, uh, we know that, uh, you know, Roger Garodi, one of the authors of uh, the Holocaust uh, history, Shafat Ahmad, uh, has given an extensive uh, uh, discreditation of the six million uh, uh, numbers of Adamat. And uh, I think uh, what is happening is that they are pushing this agenda in uh, the Muslim world. 
to just subdue us. And uh, Alhamdulillah, I think we have uh, these organizations like uh, the uh, Ikhwan al-Muslimin uh, has been uh, targeted uh, and uh, many sincere Muslims who are fighting. In fact, the ulama in uh, Saudi Arabia have been sentenced to between 42 and uh, 30 to 42 years in prison for just making a comment on Twitter and uh, uh, on the social media, Shafat Ahmed. And uh, this is uh, where we'll have to withstand this onslaught, but uh, Allah is on our side, and I think in the end, as you always said, Shafat Ahmed, uh, truth will win, and... Uh, uh, also perish, yeah. Yes, darkness will perish. That's it, another very interesting development that has been placed. We just talked about Pakistan, that uh, the dissolution of the Punjab Provincial Assembly and Sunda Khaybar Pakhtunwa Assembly heralds another battle between the PTI and the imported government of Shabazz Sharif under the instructions of uh, Imran Khan. The Punjab Assembly has been dissolved, and uh, within 90 days they have to call up uh, elections. This is the pressure uh, the PTI is putting on uh, the Shabazz Sharif government to call elections as soon as possible. We know that uh, the national and provincial elections are constitutionally guaranteed to take place in October 2023, but I think... uh, Imran uh, sensing that uh, he has got the support of the populace uh, needs to call up these elections earlier, and if he succeeds in the Punjab and the Khaybar uh, Pakhtunwa constituencies, Fatimah, and gets uh, an outright win, then I think uh, the Election Commission of Pakistan will have to take a decision to call up the elections earlier. Jee, Fatimah. <coughs> And finally, Shafat, you know, the destruction of the Masajid in India continues uh, with lame excuses. The 16th century Sher Shah Suri Masjid was demolished with the excuse of suddenly widening of a road that uh, it passed for 700 years. And talking about uh, the history, Shafat Ahmad, the former ruler of Hyderabad, Mukarram Jabahadur, the 8th Nizam of Hyderabad, He's passed away at the age of 89 in Istanbul. He was the son of an Ottoman princess and the grandson of the last Ottoman Sultan, Abdul Majid II. The city of Hyderabad was founded in 1591 in southern India, in the present uh, state of Telangana. The Nizam ruled the city until 1971, when the Indian Union abolished uh, the titles and the privy purses. He became Nizam in 1967 after the death of his grandfather, the last of the Mughals, Shah Bahadur. Rush, and uh, his body is now being taken to Hyderabad, where it will be interned in one of the uh, shrines uh, in the palace apartment. And uh, this is uh, Mughal history now has practically come to an end, though he's got children. But they are not settled in India at all, and uh, they've got no say whatsoever, whatsoever, Shafatamad. And, uh, okay, one more finally, Shafatamad. President Putin of Russia has not only been hiring the Wagner Group to fight the war in Ukraine, but has been warned by the Serbian government not to engage Serbians in the conflict. 
the Wagner group has been recruiting as a mercenary force Serbians to join the Russian war effort, and they've been putting adverts in uh, Belgrade and in uh, Serbia to recruit uh, Serbians to go and fight the war. But Serbia has got got its own problems with Kosovo and uh, in the Balkans, uh, and I think this is uh, going to create havoc for the people, Shafatamak. And uh, this war in Ukraine doesn't seem to have a very quick ending coming about, Shafatamak. I think Putin, like uh, MBS, miscalculated when he went into Yemen, Putin miscalculated when he went into Ukraine. And this is going to be an ongoing war. And Allah tell me for those uh, who are innocent and caught up in the disastrous effects of this war. Shafat, to you and the listeners, we pray that you have a wonderful evening and make dua for us and the Muslim Ummah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yeah, Abu, before you go, you, you de- definitely deserve those uh, mints because you did a splendid job this evening and very comprehensive. And you, Abu, definitely have a beautiful and a uh, lovely evening ahead. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. When we get back, it will be Anwar Qasim on his segment, Driving with Anwar.